2: Just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need
3: a little so, controversy. So, there's something to always keep in mind. My contempt for the mafia Marxist member calling himself a Democrat is because I know what they're doing. It's obvious when you're dealing with a liar, with a fraud, with a scallywag. That's what an American Democrat is. Rittenhouse trial erupts into chaos, chaos as prosecution goes on defense over withheld evidence. So I want to give you a little insight into my perspective when I look at these stories as they will be breaking over the next four years of Democrat prison. We're going to call the Biden administration and the state of our nation. The Kyle Rittenhouse case is something that's really r- quite simple, as we've discussed. I don't spend a lot of time on it because I have no faith in justice playing out. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I don't think charges should have been brought. I don't agree with the ideology of going there to defend property from the standpoint of, a- of this kid doing it. I do think for people who own the stores and the rest of it, fine. But what I, what my point is, this, this kid was too young to go there and make this decision. He was enabled and it shouldn't have happened on that standpoint. Once he was there, absolutely, he has every right in the world to defend himself. His intentions, I don't question, as, as his good intentions, they were. But this is a climate where good intentions are, will be used against you. Because this isn't about justice anymore in America. Law is not the shield of the individual the way it was intended. Law now is the weapon of the pseudo-intellectual Marxist, self-enriching, self-aggrandizing demagogue scum that is a Democrat today. So we are trapped in this banana republic instead of an American republic. We're trapped in it. And now they will leverage every angle and every aspect to get an advantage because the truth in anything when you're dealing with a liar is their enemy. They're not interested in having a true debate. If they were, there would be no Democrat Party. Here's the skinny. Corrupt corporatism doesn't work. It destroys nations each and every time it's tried. Simple. We know that for a thousand years. So if we were interested in debating the truth, the entire Democratic Party in America today would be non-existent. They don't have one iota of truth, honesty, integrity. Or Americanism in their philosophy. Not one. So when you see that the scum prosecution know that they're Democrats. These are Democrat prosecutors. They were never going to give the defense the proper evidence to defend themselves. They weren't going to give it. So something as minute as they doctored the video. They didn't give the right video. And the reason is because they're Democrats. They are scum. And they needed to lie. They needed to cheat because they have to steal justice away from the just. So when this trial comes out, and who knows what it's going to be. They're there for two days. No one thought it would be two days. They might be there for four days. Who knows? I don't expect it to be justice. It will be injustice, in my opinion, unless it's a complete and utter acquittal. And I don't need 12 people to agree with me any more than I need sitting judges who got there because they're political political just roaches now. That's how you become a judge. You're political. You're a party member. It's not about justice or integrity or the rule of law. Are you connected to a clout Democrat? Ta-da! You're a judge. You're on the ballot. So what do you expect? A miracle's going to happen of some justice? I prepare for it to be bad news. Because I know what it should be. And anything different than that is injustice. Simple. So, when I read this case and I see that people are, are upset, rightfully so, be upset for the same reason. It's not about this particular video or this particular case. It is because the people we are negotiating our freedom with, our liberty with, our economy, all of it, healthcare, the people you're dealing with are roaches. They're Democrats. They don't know how to tell the truth. I'll give you another example Joe Biden. He's, going to, he's asking the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, to immediately look into whether illegal contact, conduct is pushing up gas prices. you got to be kidding me. Illegal conduct, what's pushing up gas prices and all other prices, is Democrat policy. Over, done with, end of story. That's what we're dealing with. The southern border. You're dealing with lies. We played the clips yesterday. Let me give you a little revision.
0: Back in March when the president said that, that uh, Vice President Harris would be his border czar, he said she's the most qualified person to help in stemming the movement of so many folks, stemming the migration to our southern border. That's President Biden. Do you report to her? Uh,
4: Senator, I report to the vice president and the president, and your question misstates uh, the facts. The but president did not appoint the vice president to be the He's lying. He's lying. So that's
3: not the case. It's an absolute and total lie. But that's all they can do. He can't tell the truth.
4: That in there lies the problem. The borders are. Um, he uh, um, asked her to lead the effort in addressing the root causes of irregular migration. Those oh. are two very different things. Ah,
0: I see. So is she working closely with you on that uh, important endeavor? Uh, How often do you meet with her? uh, I am
4: uh, certainly in close touch with the vice president. How often do you
0: meet on this subject?
4: I've met uh, with the vice president um, more than a handful of times.
0: More than a handful? Well, so what's that mean?
4: Something simple. Can't tell
3: the truth. So that's what I want you to remember whenever we're dealing with this scourge among us. On a simple yes or no, a simple question, give me a number, can't do it, won't do it. So now they just have the old liars that are 90 years old and have been lying to the people for 50 years, and they have the new liars, like AOC. The new liars. Those are some of my favorite liars. Because now we have righteous indignation. AOC is upset about a congressman in a cartoon that he tweeted. This is what she's upset about. Not the fact that her ideology is destroying the quality of life in America as it did in Germany, as it did in Russia, as it does everywhere it's implemented. She's upset about a cartoon, so she's going to stand on high ground and talk down to anybody who is a Republican and not in her camp.
5: I've been serving in this body just under three
3: years. By the way, it, it, it's less than three years. Does it not feel like we've been dealing with this girl for the last eight I mean this is a long two and a half years
5: not 3 years enormous amount has happened but in response to the republican leader's remarks when he says that this action is unprecedented what i believe is unprecedented is for a member of house leadership of either party to be unable to condemn incitement of violence against a member of this body. It is sad. It is a sad day in which a member who leads a political party in the United States of America cannot bring themselves to say that issuing a depiction of murdering a member of Congress is wrong.
3: It was a cartoon. But here's the other thing. Inflation is at the highest it's been in 30 years. 30 years. Foreign policy-wise, we're getting beat like Spinks against Tyson. It's not even close. It's not even close at every front. The southern border, chaos. Here, Uh, October border border encounters with just illegal Russians. I didn't know we had a problem with the illegal Russians, but apparently we do. Year over year, it's up 22,428%. Just with the illegal Russians, with illegal, illegal Venezuelans, it's up 9,274%. With illegal Indians, it's up 6908 This is just the southern border. All of this going on. And for the first time in a decade, Congress is going to censure, which is congressional speak for nothing. You're going to do nothing. It's just a theater play and act. And prior to the so-called censor vote, uh, the congressman, Kosar, was able to give his take on things, which I found to be enlightening.
6: Address and reject the mischaracterization, accusations from many in this body that the cartoon from my office is dangerous or threatening. It was not. And I reject the false narrative categorically. I do not espouse violence towards anyone. I never have. It was not my purpose to make anyone upset. I voluntarily took the cartoon down, not because it was itself a threat, but because some thought it was. Out of compassion for those who generally felt offense, I self-censored. Last week, my staff posted a video depicting a policy battle regarding amnesty for tens of millions of illegal aliens. This is an enemy that speaks to young voters who
3: are too often overlooked. Even tra- so our Congress met today, just to get this straight, give you some perspective, with everything that's happening, both with the massive inflation, with the fiscal policy that we don't know what the hell it is, they just keep printing money, with the fact that they've just printed a bill and you're already starting to find out the scandal that was in the bill that nobody seems to have read. CBO didn't grade it. We don't know how much money it's going to cost. None of that is what our Congress did today. None of that. What they did today was meet... To carry out a vendetta against the the other party. That's what they did. That's what the Democrats do. They distract. They deceive. They fraud. And they cheat and lie. Just like in the Rittenhouse case. They can't give you. You cannot negotiate on good faith when the other party doesn't have any. You cannot negotiate or make an agreement with a liar. You can't do it. So that's why we need another solution. I say these are irreconcilable differences. I state the same. We have the logistics to do it. We now have the will to do it. After all, this Congress has decided, Majority Democrat, they do not want to address the problems. We have a president who went on tour for a month, not only stripping away licensing for oil drilling and the rest of it, but saying beyond the shadow of a doubt we will get away from fossil fuels. He's been saying it for a half a year, and today he wants to know why gas prices are up. Are they this stupid... Or is it just another distraction of a deceitful rat? I pick the latter. 312-642-5600. You know what's great? This feeble fascist, the dimwit in diapers, is outselling this infrastructure bill that they already jammed down the throat of the American people because what they don't want, you know, there's little tidbits in it. Little sneaky payoff tidbits to their organized crime mafia. For instance, Tesla and Toyota accuse Biden's EV tax credit of putting unions over the environment. So here they sold this boondoggle, this green energy boondoggle, as if it was going to be all about the environment, not zero. No, it's not so. Turns out you only get the maximum tax credit if you buy a UAW made junk that this time happens to be electric. There you go. little more payoff to the labor extortion mafia. What else is in it? I want to ask you about the Build Back Better plan, which which may come to a vote in your chamber this week. The Joint Committee on Taxation reports that the wealthiest Americans, largely in the Northeast and out West, are going to get a huge tax break for this. And this has to do with raising the limits on the salt state and local tax deductions. People over making over a million dollars are going to save a lot of money. And it's a big item in this bill. It's one of the most expensive items in this bill. And that's how you keep multimillionaires in poorly run mafia sewers like new york new jersey illinois and california that's who that'll benefit so all of the nonsense nonsense about the environment and tax the rich like everything else that comes out of their mouth a stone cold lie because that's all they know how to do and once you get used to telling them it's hard to remember the truth sherry plainfield hello hello
7: hi my name is sherry and i live in plainfield but i work in bellwood all right. I'm the.
3: Just in case the, the IRS one. wants to know exactly who you are, I love that. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay. That'll change things a little bit. Go ahead.
7: <laughs> no, but I work at a developmentally disabled nursing home, and I am losing my job December fifth because I won't get the jab. I already had COVID. I got Bell's palsy. Tonight from um covid and i'm not getting the shot i don't i feel like i just got tested Mm -hmm. and i have the antibodies
3: i'm immune that doesn't mean anything to fascists all of the evidence you you put forward coupled with your own decision means nothing to fascists we've learned this throughout history whether it be the third reich or the soviet union they're not big on people making decisions and our heart breaks for you And I sympathize with you, and it's terrible, but here's the good news, Sherry. There are other places that will protect your rights. There are other states that do. So this may be what um, religious people call a sign. I just think you should make the most of it, Sherry, because the decision is all you can control from this point forward. You can't control your job. You can't control how they will bend to a fascist government. But what you can control is how you handle it. My thing is you run to an area that says if the, if your company tries to do that, the government of that state will fine that company $5,000 a day. You know what that state is, don't you? Florida, see you there soon, and I look wonderful tan. There's other people who have faced that same dilemma, and it's going to be great. You I was going to save this till the next segment, but no time like the present.
1: When we're talking about how the drivers would uh, feel about a, ma- a vaccine mandate, what, what what kind of reactions are you getting from them on that, just all of them required for the
6: truck drivers. These are
1: business. truck drivers throughout.
0: The
6: yeah, and I want to be clear and qualify this, that this isn't about being pro or anti-vax for us. Um, okay. You know, we've been we've been moving the vaccine PPE and test kits. So this is uh, something our industry is very forward leaning on. Uh, but in our sample survey of our fleets, uh, it, it came back as 37 percent of our drivers not only said no, but hell no.
3: Thirty seven percent of truck drivers. 37% for you, CPS student, it's a lot. Uh, It's almost half. Said, hell no. Now, how do you think that'll look if at a time when inflation is parabolic, they're blaming a supply chain that they helped to not only break, but corrupt with their labor extortion mafia unions again? How do you think it'll work if for you, CPS students, 40%, four out of 10 truck drivers said, "Eh, uh, I'm not going to drive.
6: Now, let's just take a conservative number. Let's just say 3.7%, not 37%.
3: Were to actually For UCPS students, that's 10% of the real number.
6: Leave rather than get the vaccine. That'd be catastrophic. We're already short 80,000. That's going to inflate to a quarter million. So for us, you know, we've tried to be very clear with the administration that if you do this, I understand the logic behind it, but if you do this, these are the consequences. So if you're trying to solve the supply chain problem, you know, you're actually compounding it and actually hurting the very problem that you're trying to fix on the vaccine side.
3: At which point Biden will ask the FTC, what happened to all the truck drivers? Once again, it's you, dummy, the guy you don't recognize in the mirror, who also wet your pants. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Hey, it's a, it's still shocking. I, I, I'm looking at this poor guy, pathetic, selling this nonsense, just lying about the infrastructure. As you start to learn exactly how little of the money is going to roads and bridges, how much of the government favoritism will be handed out to Democrat contributors, along with these massive, massive contracts, uh, it it is absolutely startling when you realize that we've got uh, $65 billion into clean energy and grid-related investments. You do know when they build those, those things that they never had to build for combustion engines, those stations where you charge your little Tesla or your little, uh, no, they got the Ford now, the Ford Lightning. I can't wait for that thing to get the reviews on that. It is going to collapse. UAW electric truck should be great. Anyway, you're going to have to pay for that. You're going to have to pay for that. So all these people who get the $12,500 subsidy to go buy that $85,000 junk, you're going to have to go when you like you do for gas, and it's not going to be much different by the time they get done with it. They always sell you the witchcraft. That utopia, it's right around the bend. What do we have to do to get there? Well, you got to give up more of your money, more of your freedoms, and then it'll be great. Once you join us on this side of the welfare abuse system, Known as the Democrat Party, it's going to be great. And I always wonder: Do people look at the neighborhoods the Democrat Party not only is in control of, but helps? Does it look like help? It looks like a war zone. It looks like chaos as they fail, lie, and steal. Sharon Highland Park. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you,
7: John? I'm okay. So my story has um, two pathways to the same evil end. I was at the Highland Park District 112 school board meeting last night to support a couple of teachers who are going to be essentially fired or unpaid leave, whatever you want to call it, as of Monday for for not getting the vaccine. Um, I'd like to preface it by saying that our superintendent, Michael, can I say his name? Why not? All right. Uh, Michael, Lubefeld, Michael Lubefeld was uh, Pritzker's right-hand dude. When uh, the apex of COVID, you know, he was the educator. Was he his
3: workout partner? Is he a big fat slop too, or no?
7: He's not as big. Not he may be uh, the muse of JV. Let's put it way.
3: All right, very so, good. So, um,
7: yeah, not as bad. But in his back pocket, um, there was a group of teachers who who asked for exemptions for the vaccine. Yep. They, the ones who got the exemptions,
4: had it revoked.
7: Asked for. A health no. They were granted a health exemption. A health for whatever reason, healthcare reason, they don't have to get the vaccine and they can test whenever they're asked to be tested. The remaining two teachers, one is a bilingual psychologist and the other is a, um, a learning an LD teacher whose parents of the teachers of the kids they teachers came and begged the board to to grant her the. They want religious exemptions. Okay. Why do they want religious exemptions? Because there's a fetal cell line in the vaccine. That correct. is their religious exemption.
3: Part. The one that the that's Democrat correct. Party and and Pfizer and the rest of them, Moderna tried to hide. That one. But go ahead.
7: Yes, that that's the one. Right. Now, they were not granted the exemption. So you have two groups of people both asking for the same exemption for the same vaccine, mm-hmm. but because of their
3: One's religious, one says health, the religious don't get it, one's the health too.
7: Well, it, yes. Okay. And they're not allowed to be tested. They won't test the ones asking for the religious exemption. They're not allowing them to do that, but they're allowing the other teachers who don't have the religious exemption request to be tested. Okay. So they're clearly discriminating against religion.
3: Sure. But, Sharon, think so, about think I, about this. You're looking at this from the person. You do the same thing that, that good people do, know, my wife tested. does. However... You, you got to look okay. at it from the right angle. This, right now, this what's happening in our climate is the greatest way to identify teachers who are not indoctrinating children into the Marxist ideology of the Fourth Reich. Yep. So this is great. Okay. Now, all the teachers who, who do not want to comply with our dictate, stand up so we could identify you and now get the hell out of the office or get the hell out of your position. But here's, Go ahead.
7: But here's we live in a very Jewish area. Right. Very. It's Highland Park.
3: And, I see no religion so or color. Go going, ahead.
7: Yeah. So, but you still have a lot of, you know, NIMBYs here who, you know, they like to talk about, you know, what great Jews they are. But they're going to be okay with discriminating against religion. Now, other nefarious part about this is that abortion, as you know, was just made, um, a minor can get an abortion without parental consent in the state uh-huh. of Illinois. Like a 12-year-old can. Mm-hmm. So you've got Pritzker and Lubefeld, who are pals, and then if, if Lubefeld were to grant the religious exemption for these two teachers who don't want the vaccine because of the fetal cell line, per, I have no idea. I am guessing. I'm putting this together myself. Perhaps that would just upset JB's apple cart too much because there's a lot of money in abortion. Yeah. And,
3: and then the, don't forget there's I the other goal. You, you, the there's the other goal. There's a lot less people. That's the other goal. So, I, listen, it's a pickle, kid. It's a pickle. But I have to tell you, these are all the reasons why I say to you, you have a choice to make. Ultimately, you can feed the beast. We're
7: moving in the spring.
3: There you go. Bingo. You beat me to, to it, Sharon. i going to Florida. I love it.
7: But i got to find out where in Florida. Naples,
3: baby. I'm... You come by me. I'm also on the other side. I also like the East Coast. East Coast has a wonderful nightlife and phenomenal restaurants. You cannot make a mistake because overall, you're, the entire state, you have a government that protects your individuality, the exact opposite of it? what you're complaining about. Absolutely. Trust me. But I what there.
7: if right. but, this, but what if you don't can't protect us anymore because we have communists. No, when it doesn't it's
3: matter. It's it, believe me when I tell you, we they are more red than they've ever been for the first time in the state's history. More registered Republicans, people like you and me and the rest of people that are abused by these dictators without necks and with. Have fled to that state, so I highly recommend it. Sharon, see you there. Thank you very much for the call. I got to give Jim in Naperville some time now. Hi, Jim. Hey, uh,
8: you know what? That uh, I heard that the uh, American Tru- Trucking Association says that there's 41 percent of the truckers are are minority, and from what I understand, the majority of uh, of uh, minorities do not want the jab. Yet they still vote for a
3: prick, Jim. I, 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 first of all, yeah, I get it. And here's the other thing, Jim, let's not, I never was comfortable in talking about people just because they happen to be of a certain race or religion. And I mean this, am I the only person that's known people from all different races and religion? I, I, I I think they're individuals. I mean, that. every kid I went to high school with who may not have been a Caucasoid such as myself still was a man still aspired for greatness, still wanted more than he had. I, I Do not adopt the verbiage of the Fourth Reich. They want us to talk like this. Stop adopting their verbiage. Our belief system of life and liberty is for all, with no favoritism. Do you know what the Marxists, the Mercedes Marxists, the scum that call themselves Democrats, by the way, all pasty old white Like Joe Biden, who hung around with a Klansman. Do you know how much they love it when you talk about people by their race or their religion or their genitals? They love it. There's no point to that. We are human beings, but above all, we're Americans, and we don't need to be divided by this. So if 41% of truckers happen to be minorities, so what? They're men and they're women who have the choice and the property over their decision and their body. That's it. I don't care if 41% want or 4%. I don't care if one doesn't want the jab. I will be the last one. Not for $10 million, Not for $20 million. Write the check, fatso, and see if I rip it up in your face, Pritzker. Write it. Because it's not about that. It's about me having the property over my own body. I decide. And every man in this country is entitled to that same decision. I just wish more people understood that. 312-642-5600. This is the kind of stuff I love. For only $200,000, it looks like you can get Biden to come over to your business and stain your floor. Top biden aide's lobbyist brother wins presidential visit for client. General Motors set to welcome Biden to Michigan factory. They uh, paid Jeff Ricchetti, nearly $200,000 to lobby the White House in Congress. See, this is how it works. The General Motors, which is subsidized and saved by you so that it could be a front of a car company rather than a union payoff scheme, donates some more money it doesn't have directly to this lobbyist firm, Scum, that has uh, been working hand-in-glove with with uh, Biden's brother and this Steve... Riconetti. and then he just goes over there and says, "Yeah, and don't forget, we got to buy the new Volt. And what's different from the old Volt? This one sucks in different colors. That's what's different." Morons, just pay. I mean, just political whore. Two hundred, two hundred thousand. Do you know what Joe Biden spends when he goes to back home three times a, a month? I do. Joe Dundee, Sean, sure.
8: uh-huh. uh, you keep ripping unions here.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the American Airlines flight attendants are
8: probably the strongest union pushing back against Biden's
3: mandate. OK. Blind squirrel in a nut. To, so what? We need to cut it out, Sean. Poppy cock, on, Joe, pull your head out of your derriere. You can't see what a union upper echelon is? Then join the this, this screaming memes and, 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 and thank people for agreeing with you when you're right. Who gives a rip about the stewardess union? Big deal. It's more important to realize right from wrong. It's an extortion mafia. They exist because it's a multi-billion dollar entity that should never exist to work as a a collaborator and, and an antagonist between employees and employer. You know how much better the economy would be, competition would be, and the prices to the consumer? If the fix wasn't in, am I the only one that knows how union guys really work? When they get on the job, they want to know when break is. Put their big fat cans in a truck and tell you about all the rules you have to abide by. You want to know why your jobs are in China? Thank a fracking union. Take it easy. Go listen to another show. Do everybody a favor. All right. Let's uh, get to exactly what it does cost you when you uh, have to go take Joe back home. Every two seconds, back home and back home, and exactly what the cost is. Where the hell is it? Not Members are reminded to direct director it. remarks to the chair. I cut it here somewhere. The chair recognizes the
4: gentlewoman from Illinois, Ms. Oh, Miller.
3: I got it. Uh, uh, here it is, Biden. President
7: Biden's frequent trips home to Delaware, reportedly costing taxpayers about three million dollars just for Secret Service protection. Secret Service records obtained by The New York Post show the expenses come from hotels, car rentals and airfare for agents. Biden has made 25 trips home to Delaware since taking office.
3: Twenty five trips to Delaware. Twenty five trips, three million dollars for hotels. So when we talk about gas prices, when we talk about inflation, when we talk about the cost of anything, realize you're dealing with people that pay for nothing. They pay for nothing. So how do you rip this corruption out? How come in this infrastructure bill or in any of the bills or in any of the rebuttal to the Democrat Party, there's never any restraints on politicians and their expense accounts? Could we start with maybe an expense account restraint? I mean, after all, you're giving them, what, 200000 a year to walk around? $200,000 a year, and then what's the expense account per congressman, per senator? And when they feel threatened, they get a security guard. Well, you hear all the time, I get threatened. Do I have a security guard? Is it on the house? Drinks are on the house? Or do I have to buy the security system? It's it, it, the set of two rules and the kleptocracy that we are dealing with when it's open and notorious. You have Joe Biden's brother working with a lobbying firm, taking bribes from companies that are subsidized by the people, by the people, so they can appear to be companies. General Motors is not a company. It is a charity case so that it can have phony employment. And all these infrastructure bills and the billions upon billions for their green energy gets funneled directly into those companies. Why? Not to pay the people back or for betterment of jobs. If they wanted jobs, they would create more of them by stop the extortion. That's how you'd have more jobs. It's just, it's, just, it's just a vicious cycle. And in the meantime, when they create the problem, they get to call in another government agency to do an investigation as to if oil companies are raising the price of gas. Really?
7: Out here in California, you can see the reason why people are spending more on gas. Behind me, we've got a gas station selling gas for about $5 a gallon. Down the road, it's about $6 a gallon. And all of that is adding up to a holiday weekend, Thanksgiving coming up. $600 million more per day Americans are going to spend on their gasoline.
3: So Out now here- you think your, your government is upset with that? $600 million more per day. Are you forgetting that the tax is a percentage based, which means the higher the price, the higher the tax revenue? When I say it quickly, and I say you're turning to your abuser for mercy, why would they give you mercy if they're making more money? The local and the state governments make more money when the price you pay is more. They're not interested in saving you money. In enabling your freedom. Because what has happened is they've identified the problem. In each and every case, the problem is your freedom. The problem is that you can afford to have your freedom. So they have found a very creative way to not only raise more money for themselves, but to make themselves a bigger necessity in your life. As just three years ago, which could you imagine that you would be turning to a government in so many ways for help. Just go back three years. And how it can get better is to go back to those exact same policies three years ago. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading
0: floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Me. Good versus evil. Looks
2: like a
3: job for me, so everybody Good people me, trapped in bad situations. So the solution is always going to be from good people, not bad people with important jobs. So I like when I see good people putting a fight against the Leviathan of bad. Nobody embodies that more than Pastor Corey Brooks. Thank you for joining me, Corey. I appreciate it. Hey,
8: thank you. I greatly appreciate you having me on the show.
3: And it really is a situation where, I talk about it often, the the mayhem that we're witnessing, the collapse of society is, is really evident in these big cities, and it's really evident to me in a city that I once loved, Chicago. It's, it's, it's a terrible circumstance. So I really do appreciate you doing all you can do. So I know it's that time of year where I look up, I look for a big, fat German guy giving away gifts for free, and I look for Corey, Book- <laughs> Corey Brooks on the roof. Am I right?
8: Yes, sir. It's that time of year. Uh, Ten years ago, uh, I went up on the roof of a motel to uh, bring attention and awareness to violence and raise enough money to purchase that motel and tear it down. And now here we are 10 years later uh, where we're trying to build a community center. So we're going to do it all over again. November the 20th is the anniversary, our 10-year anniversary uh, for me going up on the roof. And so now uh, I'm going to go back up on the roof, and we're going to bring attention and awareness to the violence and poverty. But most of all, try to raise money to build a, a community center uh, that we believe will change a lot of lives.
3: Now, Corey, I'm, I, I got a couple of questions for you. Number one. Absolutely. In this said community center, what we've seen throughout history, what I've witnessed with my own eyes, I pay attention to this Corey, Even though I don't talk about the city of Chicago, believe me, okay. I remember it all. And I remember when um, the gang leader what was his name Fort received a million dollars from the government in order to do something very similar. He received right. this million dollars, and it became, in essence, a recruiting camp. Now you right. are going to main, you are going to man this, okay. and you're going to keep it that, but. Is that not a worry, is that not a bother that these street gangs and these drug-dealing roaches really do kind of take over and chase good people out?
8: Well, one, I can't be taken over. Two, they definitely can't push me out. I've been there. Uh, we've been in the community now where we serve. Our church is 20 years old, and we've been making advancement on dealing with the crime and the poverty in the neighborhood. Matter of fact, in 2012, the Chicago sometimes wrote an article, The Most Dangerous Neighborhood in the City of Chicago, and it was the block where we are. And we decided to do something about it. And since that time, we've been doing something about it. We're not even in the top 30 anymore, even though we're still in a rough neighborhood in a rough area. And that's because we push back violence. Uh, we really do believe that the gates of hell will not prevail. And, and we're doing everything we can to be offensive uh, on the offense. And we're doing everything we can to push back violence and crime. And we're not going to let anybody take over our neighborhood. And I'm definitely not going to participate and uh, engage in those type of activities that would give them uh, any uh, leeway uh, to believe that they can do something like that in our neighborhood. So we work very hard. We created an organization called Project Hood uh, to fight the very issues and problems that you're talking about.
3: How much of the success you're experiencing comes from a building versus those children, those young men and women, watching a good man try to do the right thing?
8: Well, let me make no misunderstanding about it, that creating programs and creating uh, creating opportunities and resources are vitally important. We focus on the programs, and that's what we've done. For the last uh, 10 years, we haven't had a place uh, that we could really call home to do all of our programs, but we really do them. We keep them going. We've built them. A, a center is only going to allow us to 10 exit. It's going to allow us to do... Uh, the programs on steroids so to speak so create an economic base we have three restaurants we have an overweight ice cream a wood grain pizza a burger joint Uh, those places are going to be allow us to hire individuals so that they have jobs mind you this is in a community where Walgreens left this is in a community where the McDonald's is left so we need places where people can work not only people can work but we need places where people can eat we don't even have restaurants in our neighborhood that's how things are bad And we need places that can inspire hope and that's what our center is about it's about providing trauma counseling it's about providing the arts it's about providing the trade do you not know that there are people in our neighborhood who can't even go learn how to be a carpenter how to be uh an electrician but they can at our place they can learn how to be a carpenter they can learn how to be an electrician Uh, we go and recruit individuals in gangs and we move them out of gangs. and so if case anybody was ever wondering does what we do work? All they have to do is come and visit us at Project Hood, fifty six twenty South things, Drive, right, And they can see all the guys around who serve time, who are in gangs, who their lives have been changed, who were not in the, uh, the lives of their, their their kids, but now they're actively engaged at not being absent fathers, but being engaged fathers. And so the proof is in the pudding. So anybody who ever doubts about us, we invite them to come and speak for yourself. We're not, we're not trying to get people to give towards something um, that, that's not working.
3: I am going to get your number personally, and I'm going to call you after the show. I have a brother-in-law that has a labor service that I think it would be important if the two of you met because I think that is essential to the bright future of these kids that want to improve their life through hard work. I'm Absolutely. A, I applaud you for what you're doing, and where can the people go to, um, to help you?
8: So you can go to projecthood.org. Projecthood.org is our website, and it can give you all the information about all of our programs and all the things that we're doing. And if you choose to make a contribution and to help us or to be a volunteer, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, But projecthood.org will give you all the information. And people can always call me direct. I tell everybody my cell phone is 312-813-5211. You don't have to call a secretary. You don't have to call anybody to get through me. And now I got it.
3: Me. I don't even have to ask yeah. Misty. See? That's right. Call kill, me direct. <laughs> kill, two, kill two burns. I, I also want to talk to you a little bit because I've am you know, i I've been in the real estate game for a little while. Okay. Can't help but notice, those your neighborhood specifically, a lot of those properties are at the tax auction. Yeah. How many of the properties that go to the tax auction does the city help you? And people like you who want to turn the the area around, help you acquire and uh, give you the same incentives that they would give, say, a developer that wanted to go build half a million dollar condos.
8: Yeah, that would be great. But if anybody's waiting on the government to come alongside and assist them and aid them to save the day, we're going to be waiting. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. So I don't wait on government to come alongside and assist me. And we don't wait on government to come alongside and, and make the day for us we see things that are in need and we try to go ahead and go get it now with that being said um i do believe that the city needs to offer more opportunities to to get rid of some of these vacant properties and not just offer opportunities to the big uh real estate investing companies um but but the mother and father who just wants to build a nice home for their kids you know that those things need to be done there's a lot of vacant properties and a lot of vacant jacked up buildings on the south side and west side of chicago And uh, anybody who's ever read uh, the broken window theory will understand why that's so important to get rid of.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, are you um? Do you see, you see a lot of people come to you and say, and and when I mean people, I mean people in government. And as you see, I mean we're we're at a time now where in the last just two years, more money has been pumped out to the general public than at any time in American history. Is anybody, in your opinion, doing anything to actually help? Change the quality of life, rather than lip service about potholes and bridges. You mean politically? I mean, like, are they are they coming to people like you who have been working for ten years? I can't believe it's ten years ago. I remember when you went up on that motel. But for for you and your wife, have been involved for well over a decade. Has anybody in this in the money that gets pumped into these areas consulted with the people who are already there trying to make a difference, or? Is it just what I think it is? And you'll have to forgive me, but I'm a pessimist when it comes to, especially Chicago. They just give lip service, then they get money, and they put their political apparatchiks in certain important positions, and the money gets thrown away, and I clean that way up because you are a pastor.
8: Right. Well, I will say this, that, uh, and I can only answer for me because I don't know what other people are doing, but no one has come to us and said, hey, uh, from the government, how can we assist you? How can we make things better? Is there anything that we can do for you? And uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, I'm not really looking for them. Too. No,
3: I, I, I understand that. But when I, you know, when I when I hear this lip service, <laughs> don't do it, right? When I hear yeah, this lip service it's and a these lot of lip service, yeah, and these scalywags go around, right? You want to put 80 billion dollars into electric cars? How about we clean up the neighborhoods that are already destroyed before we worry yeah. about if I can drive a Prius or not to my next way station? That's just how I think, Corey Brooks. But you'll have to forgive me. I think of everything. Yeah, that and, looking and
8: not just that. Before we spend the money on the border, giving people illegal uh, uh, citizens money, uh, why don't we put some money into these communities where there are so many problems? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. That there's, there's a lot of waste in government. There's a lot of yeah. uh, money being spent in places that are not helping Americans. And and you know, I wish we would do something about that. But until we can, uh, I just tell people, look.
3: Project Hood.
8: Organizations. Yeah, find organizations that believe uh, in the things that you believe in, hold the values that you hold, and help them and support them to help as many people as possible.
3: Well, Corey, I have enjoyed talking to you. I'm wishing you the best. We're going to put a link to the site, uh, Project Hood Is it .com or .org? .org, ProjectHood.org. ProjectHood.org. Corey, thank you so much. We wish you the best of luck. And, and listen, Keep your feet warm. That's the key. Listen, I was a flagman for years in the cold weather. you got to keep your feet warm. Otherwise, it's going to be a miserable I experience. I
8: would definitely do that. And you keep the Constitution and burning those cigars. We appreciate
3: it. You got it, Pastor. Thank you so much. We'll right, be back thanks. with your calls and comments.
6: Lord, it's the same old tune
3: fiddle and guitar. Well,
6: do we take it from here?
3: Who is this? I know the voice.
6: Suits and new shine.
3: Waylon Jennings. It's Man, oh, man. You know, I used to watch all those Burt Reynolds trucker movies in the 70s. B.J. and the Bear. Oh, that's my retirement plan. Get myself a truck and a crime-solving monkey, and we're going to travel the country solving murders and whatnot. Sure. That was a great show. B.J. and the Bear. I highly recommend it. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you?
8: Well, listening to Corey
1: Brooks every year at the same time, it, it just brings to the forefront how people like him are underappreciated in this city. He's never brought in any conversations with our terrible politicians in the city. He's never brought in to help build build answers at, at the uh, at the highest levels of politics in this city. He is basically one of these guys that we always hear about every time around this year. And the shame of it is, is they lionize guys like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and some of these other people that hustle the phony but- narrative that you need us
3: to get through your life. That, that's what I was going to say. Brooks, it's extre- It's extremely interesting in that interview, I thought. You heard the answer to your, to your question, or not even a question, your statement. The answer is he's not advocating that government is going to save the day because I think what Pastor Brooks understands, and he, he's not, and I would never expect him to put himself in this position, is that unfortunately the very kids he's trying to save and the quality of life he's trying to make better are the useful pawns of the corrupt politicians. And he can't say that. And I understand why he can't say that. But he understands that. And here's all I think about. There will be, hopefully, more than 100 kids that watch this man do this giving thing to give to other people and to better a neighborhood that hopefully, hopefully, they will be impressed by the actions of one man fighting for good. See, that's how it really works. I'm just concerned because it's easy, and you know this, to lure away the other kids with a Bentley. It's easy to lure away another kid with a pocket full of money and with what looks to be glamorous. See, the problem we have is that the right thing doesn't look glamorous to an, a naive juvenile mind. The wrong thing does. So that's why it's a, it's a systemic problem because the education system that we've put in these, in these poor neighborhoods doesn't help those kids. It doesn't help them learn that the answer to every need and everything they want is within them and their actions. It's always trying to teach them to shoot an angle. And it's a it's a problem, but it's a, a, a plight that a pastor understands because he knows he's he's fighting evil and it's going to be more attractive than good nine times out of ten. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%, and, yeah. and he won't be brought in. You know, and the other thing I was thinking of, Greg, how many billions upon billions are in this nonsense bill for windmills. Oh, you're going to build exactly. some windmills. Who's going to get that contract? You want to go down to Woodlawn? You want to take a, a, a look down the south side of, pick a city that a Democrat mafia is in charge of. I don't care which one it is. By the way, it's just as bad in Washington, D.C., but the politicians don't go in that neighborhood. See?
1: every I, There's no one that, I cannot be convinced that, that everybody in that, in that situation down there in that city doesn't want to have the same things
3: everybody right. else does. I don't care. No, about, of course like, not. They're every, We're all no the same. What. That's what they don't they want, want you to realize.
1: Families. They want families. They want to. Live Everybody's their lives. the same. Work.
3: They can't so, afford to fix the problem, Greg. Once they fix the problem, that's the gift that keeps on. It doesn't give anymore. See, now they could raise all this funny money for windmills and electric cars <laughs> and the climate that isn't affected by anything we do in the name of some utopia, rather than dealing with the devastation they already built. You want to know what the Democrats are good at? Ghetto development. Mike, Geneva.
8: You know, it's true. They're really just looking for ways to trade off stuff for something else. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But
3: people like Cory Brooks, he's been
8: doing it a while. This guy knows um, the right way to go about stuff. He's not kind of a flag waver like a, a no. Michael Flager who's just all about issues and Please. kind of self-aggrandizing and stuff. I wish more money would go to a Corey Brooks. How do we get him a better platform?
3: We do it ourselves because the government isn't going to do it. They can't buy They can't buy Corey Brooks. See, you can buy the flaggers. You can buy Jesse Jackson. You can't buy a guy like this. And uh, let's not forget his wife, Delilah, who has been there with him as well. I think it's crucially important. Mike, you know, I appreciate you calling and listening. Thank you very much. Larry, Chicago. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Hi.
0: Good. I I have been trying to get out of this democratic mindset for a while, and it is hard to do. I mean, wait, I tried, my, my the uh,
3: phone broke up right when you said you've been trying to get out of what? Uh, the you know the democratic mindset. Oh, you can get out of it. You can get out of it. Stop yeah. stop letting them hide behind words like democratic because they're not democratic, and stop letting mm-hmm. fascists hide behind words like liberal. And then you already know you could I could hear it in your voice. you already know it 's a losing system and a lie no, and the republic and here 's the other thing don 't turn to somebody and just say i'm a republican now either i don't do that it 's about no, no. it 's about us espousing and paying homage and and recognizing what Americanism is and if we could do that, and if guys like Cory yeah. Books could make those kids understand the answer isn 't the Democrat Party because the party 's been abusing them it 's not any politician, but it 's within you. Then we win, Larry, and we can always win. Thank you for the call, Larry. I wish you the best know, of luck. Don't bye. be mad. I'm up against the clock, kid. Um, I wish him luck. But see, that's that's the point. Ultimately, if we can look at the actual reality and the results, politicians who have been espousing this socialist society, it takes a village and all the other BS, well, they've been stealing and robbing us blind, maybe then... We can focus on what the answer is because it's never going to be government and it's never going to be a group of government people because you know what happens when they get together? They steal.
7: Only on two more fallout in the south suburbs surrounding your tax dollars. This Markham police officer already under investigation after being exposed by CBS2. Now he's no longer on the streets. And tonight, Jermont Terry discovers he's not the only Markham employee the city is looking into for operating an unlicensed business in the city. Jermont.
1: Erica, tonight up to 10 Markham employees find themselves right on the city's radar. All of those workers received those federal tax
3: dollars through the Paycheck
8: Protection Program.
3: 10 employees made up 10 fake businesses, at least 10, and stole money from PPP. In a city that needs more intervention from good people, less government corruption from what they've been getting, like Markham. Like Woodlawn, like the whole damn city of Chicago. 5,600. Oh, a lot of guys got punched in the face to this song.
7: Love this song.
3: I was big when this song was on. Kidding me? All right, so I just found out subsidized students in tights chasing balls is going to preempt me at six oh five. But I have a surprise guest. Yes, I do. It's going to be very exciting. You're going to have to tune into the stream. You can find it on YouTube at Sean Thompson show, or you can listen at uh, 560theanswer.com in either case. Um, I wanted to to play a, a couple more clips because now this this changes the whole show. I hate subsidized children playing sports. I hate it. Jim Jordan today kind of summed up what we were talking about earlier. I found it to be rather fascinating.
7: Gentlemen's recognized for two minutes. Thank
2: the gentlelady for yielding. Madam Speaker, as we speak, the FBI is treating parents as terrorists. The Department of Justice is getting ready to pay people $450,000 who illegally entered our country and Democrats in Congress. By the way, you know what my biggest
3: problem with that is? My biggest problem with that is we can't stop it. That's going to happen. We are going to pay illegal aliens. $450,000, and I carry that aggravation around with me. You know, I had a, I had a wonderful woman calls in the show a lot, came to my store today, and she's like, you know, my boss used to love you, and he can't listen anymore because you get him aggravated. He's not saying he disagrees with you. You just get him aggravated. And my answer to that is good, because we should never forget this kind of atrocity that we will forget, and time will go by. Taxes and the debt will go up. Your dollar... Purchase power will go down. But to think of the kind of nothing else you could call the Democrat Party than saboteurs. You've got calamity in cities run by Democrats, multi generation Americans that have been abused and misused by government. Abuse. Ghettos all over this country. And instead of and I'm not one for giving money to anybody. I don't want to give money to anybody. But you want to talk about people who have been harmed by policies that have destroyed the quality of their life. It's third and fourth and fifth generation welfare people who have been forced to live and be educated in government failure. They get nothing. Or food stamps or whatever. Illegal aliens. for hundred and fifty thousand dollars tax-free and you would trust these politicians with five cents five cents I wouldn't trust these rat bastards with this is
2: outrageous outrageous later this week plan to spend two trillion more dollars which will we all know will only exacerbate the already 30-year high inflation and what are they doing today censoring a member for a cartoon you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. The the attack, what scares me most about all this is the attack that we have seen on the First Amendment over the last year from the left, from the Democrat Party. They're attacking moms for standing up and speaking at a school board meeting. They're stopping Americans.
3: Why? Because the teacher union, the Communist Party in America, really is exemplified by the teacher unions across this country.
2: They're protecting each other, hand in glove, of the same abuser. Still places in this country where a full congregation cannot meet on a Sunday morning, stopping Americans from exercising their First Amendment freedom of religious rights. Stopping America, for, forever, the Speaker of the House stopped Americans from petitioning their member of Congress to redress their grievances, wouldn't even let them in their own capital. And now here we go again, censoring speech. The most fundamental liberty we have is our right to speak, our right to talk, our right to communicate, and they're going after that today because they don't like freedom. You can see it. They don't like it. This is wrong. We know it's wrong. What they're doing to, to our colleague, Mr. Gosar, is wrong, and I hope, I hope they will have second thoughts, and we will vote this down. I yield back.
3: Gentleman from Florida. Uh, how much longer until G.G. Sohan, Sohn, is put at the FCC, and shows like mine are off the air. How much longer? Do you think it'll be a year? Because Jim Jordan just put his finger on exactly what's happening. The problem to the deceivers, the American Marxist Party, the Fourth Reich, who I guess casually calls themselves Democrats, the problem that they have with the other side or the opposition is their ability to express themselves. The idea that you do have free speech, that you, in fact, are in control of your person. They've identified the enemy, and it's your freedom, and it's your opinion if you don't agree with them. It's the old Soviet Union. You can have your opinion as long as it's the same as the commissar. And that's what you're living with here. So that's why I say it's important to get to where there are still politicians left that are interested in protecting those American principles.
4: In my view, when I became governor, I was in, the, in my inaugural address. I think I said, I'm a recovering member of Congress. I don't like to remember those days. I was there. I have people that will come up to me who I serve with, say how much they miss me up there. And I say, I don't miss you guys at all. I'm happy to be down here, you know, in the Southern Command in Florida. Um, but I made the point that, you know, it's not me as governor don't dictate to the legislature. I can say, here's what I'd like to see. I'll work with them. I can apply pressure when need be, but ultimately, you know, they have a role, constitutional role. And what I've done is governors try to... When's
3: the last time you heard that from a politician? I can't dictate. I can maybe tell people what I want, but there is a rule in American government. There's a process. It's not a dictate from Mount High. It's not a fascistic, totalitarian kleptocracy.
4: Or is it? I think it is set out key things that we need to do, make sure we're all tracking to those goals. Uh, But I don't necessarily micromanage, you know, every little thing, um, you know, that happens or follow every committee hearing or or whatnot. I don't think that that's that's necessarily effective. So my goal, bottom line on this special session is no Floridian should be losing their job over COVID shots. Okay, that's a personal decision that people should be able to make. Uh, These are people that have been working this whole time and then all of a sudden you're going to kick a nurse out of her job. You're going to kick a cop out of his job. You're going to kick people out of their jobs who've been working for some of these big companies who have been working faithfully. That's just fundamentally wrong. And so the legislature is going to come in, yes, push back against the Biden mandate, but also provide protection uh, for folks so that they have peace of mind and that they have the ability to keep earning a living. And I don't think they should be denied the, r- the right to earn a living you know, based on uh, based on these COVID jabs. And if we can do that, as well as some of the things for parents, I think it's going to be good. I think that's where they're tracking. And
3: that's how a government is supposed to be. Did you hear how refreshing that is? You mean you're going to fight for my decision over my body? And by the way, you're not going to allow a, a bureaucrat in some far off place who's never bought gas in his life to take away my livelihood. Ha! Huh. How absolutely unbelievable. And how absolutely American. That is a window into what we're missing. Here in the hellhole run by the kleptocrats without a neck. Who, by the way, can't put his pants on by himself. Pritzker. I mean, it's one thing to get bullied around. How about a guy with a neck that could touch his knee? Can you imagine? He's probably got a helper for that, though. Trust fund, baby. I hear he doesn't really do much. Doesn't look like he does much. 312-642-5600. Oh, I like that. What if I break props microphone? So I am so excited. They have the cameras in Studio Xanadu. It's very exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. And in the meantime, I'm looking forward to your calls. Let's go to Frank Arlington Heights. Hey,
1: Sean. You know, I, when you're when you quoted um, Desantis there and asking on who might have sounded like him in the past, when have you heard that? I thought of Calvin Coolidge <laughs> about the last time.
3: I don't know how back. old are you, kid? Calvin Coolidge.
1: Well, I'm just a history teacher, so I hear a lot.
3: So and what lot. was he was the uh, the business of America is business, and yeah, right? I, he was I a capitalist. Yeah.
1: He was. He was. Uh, that's back when. Uh, Income tax rates, the highest marginal rate was 25%, even lower than Reagan.
3: You know, Frank, now that I got you on the phone, and I, I'm that serious about this, aside from politics, right? And we understand that the politics is a corrupt, corrupt stew right now. But aside from that, why is it that you think so many Americans are ignorant to not just history worldwide, American history specifically, but the history of what made us... Such a wonderful place for the ordinary citizen versus the connected I,
4: bureaucrat.
1: I think a lot of it in the last 20 years is all this technology. I see it with the students. They, they don't read anything. Everything is just given to them. And I think the educational system has changed to where there's less focus on, on knowledge and being able to know things just as a human being and as a person.
3: And, you know, I thought it would be the opposite when I had kids, you know, 20 years ago. It was in the beginning, and I thought to myself, how wonderful it would be to have the answer to everything you ever wanted. Back then, it was a desktop, you know, right where you could go to a desktop. Because when I was a kid, you had to go to the library, you had to look up the index cards, you had to talk to somebody who knew, or you had to have a knowledgeable relative. It was harder to get that that information, but the information hasn't changed, Frank. The information of Americanism, and America itself, and and a republic in general, and how small and laissez-faire our government was always intended to be, versus now how these kids feel they can only get what they want by turning over to the government and then giving up their individuality. I didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime. I didn't think well, it would happen all, with all what we have with history.
1: We're all tabula rasa when we, when we are born, and we all have to go through a learning process and, and getting all this info. And I think the new tech has kind of ruined that process for
3: kids. So I have a theory that there's a window open for good teachers like yourself. I mean this. There's a window open, and that window is what we're seeing with government schools. Many, 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 millions and millions and millions of people are disgusted with government schools. Do you not think maybe you and some teachers like you should maybe start something and you know start an online true American history course or or. Help people homeschool. Do you think there's an opportunity there, or do you think that the system sure. is just too ingrained in government schooling?
1: I think gov- I think government schooling could fall apart within 20 years completely. I really do.
3: I tell you what, I um, like this. It's
1: guy. not going to meet if it's not going to meet the needs of the market. I think it could fall apart. Frank, models do change like that. Anyway,
3: you made me very optimistic. Th- Keep calling, will you, brother? I will. One more thing: yeah. we're no longer a government of
1: the people, by the people for the people. That is what's feeding this cynicism. We don't have enough regular people in government. A guy like DeSantis, he was a pretty, re- pretty regular guy before. Yeah. yeah, We don't trust the elections. It's not a government by the people. And do you think this government is for the people? <laughs> now I when don't they, think so.
3: Now when they guarantee to control and limit you, thank you, Frank, for calling. That's what we need. See, there are guys like that that are in the teaching business. There are guys like that that are in the government school business. They know how to fix it. we know what the answer is. It's always been the same answer. If you're on the line, stay there. I'm going to take you at some point in the future because I'm live streaming on YouTube and 560theanswer.com even though there will be subsidized students chasing a ball in a costume to replace me.